words from the hills, reconfigure your life, change your heart, and prepare you for all that God has destined you to be. Welcome to the Hills Church. I just feel like we should go back to the very beginning. For something to be restored, it means that there was something broken. And so we are going to go back to the very beginning, Genesis chapter 2. In Genesis chapter 2, after the Lord had made the whole earth, he then said, he then planted, Genesis chapter 2, verse 8, the Lord planted a garden eastward in Eden, and there he put the man whom he had formed. And out of the ground, the Lord God made every, every tree grow that is pleasant to the sight and good for food. The tree of life was also in the midst of the garden, and the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And so it just took me back to a time and a place where the Garden of Eden represented the place of communion with God, the place of relationship with God, the backdrop of all his glory and majesty and everything that he had created. His perfect plan for man to live and breathe and be with him. But from the beginning of time, the enemy has always been in contention for the world. He never stops. He you know, says that his visual is to kill, steal, and destroy. And so from the very beginning, he has always been on this assignment. And so he went and brought temptation and sin into this perfect location of communion with God. And in this place of sin, there was a complete separation between God and man. A separation of destinies, a separation of hope, a separation of, of assignments. Not just a physical separation from the location, but a separation in the spirit. And so the entire journey of salvation has been the res- trying to restore man back to God. Back to that place of Eden. And so when we look at the world around us, the way I see it is that the world is a representation of a fallen man. The world is sort of like um, an extension of the Garden of Eden, the place where sin went in and brought that separation. And so talking about the restoration of the earth, can the Lord re- I don't see how that's possible. You see, man in our daily activities, you know, we have become completely responsible with the resources that the Lord has given to us upon the earth. You know, our you know, fossil wells and all of the activities that we do on a day-to-day basis has got a complete degradation to the earth that the Lord created for our, our enjoyment. And this is done has unleashed all sorts of diseases and, and just brokenness in the world. And, you know, like never before, in this period of the lockdown, Look across the earth. You can see restoration of nature. You can see the birds flying again. You can hear the butterflies again. You can hear, you can see the rabbits running on the streets again. You can see the deers running on the streets again. It's been said that in the Himalayas mountains that you can see 200 kilometers. That's like the distance between Lagos and most of the southwest cities in Nigeria. You know, so that's like maybe a three-hour journey. You can see that fire far out, something that never been done in a very, very long time. You can see great works of um, um, ancient history that have been hidden before by the effects of environmental degradation. And once again, they are clear. The oceans are clear again. The seas are blue again. The sun shines brightly again. The clouds are, are bright again. 
And so through all of this, I see the glory of God and I see his majesty at work. I see a restoration of the, the earth. Planes are not flying. Traffic is eradicated. Toxic air is gone down by 50%. Pollution is reduced. People can breathe fresh air again. I remember going to Cape Town many years ago, and one of the things I remembered about that city was how fresh the air was. You know, I'm not exactly sure what we do, but it was, you could almost bottle the air and, and, and just seal it and take it away with you. And I feel the urge is going to restore the air back to that place again. Because through all of this, there has to be a reason why God has allowed this to happen. You know, he's the, he's the, he's the maker of the whole earth. So he saw everything from before time. Before this happened, the Lord saw it. He wasn't taken on the ways. And truly, God has continued to bring his restoration plan. And so, can God bring restoration without restoring a world that is broken? A world where we have put our own selfish desires above the greater good of all. That is not possible. And so when God is going to do his restoration, he's going to restore the nature, he's going to restore man back to him, he's going to restore the nations, he's going to restore the church back to him, back to his original design and back to the original assignment. And so it takes me, you know, to something that I've been thinking about. You see, the enemy continuously, he doesn't stop. Even through this, he, he thinks it's gloating. And his desire has always been to take the kingdom back from God. And so that's why he had the audacity in Matthew, after God Jesus had been on the journey of fasting to hear clearly his assignments, the enemy arose and said to him, bow down to me. He took him to the edge of the cliff and said, look at the kingdoms of the world in its glory and its majesty. See how beautiful it is. Bow down to me and I will give the kingdoms back to you. The kingdom that Christ created, how can you give him back what he made? And God said to him, be gone from me. Be gone from me. And worship God, the Lord, and serve him. And so he's always been contending for this world. And so every time that something happens like this, even though the Lord permitted it, it's always in the plan of the enemy that he push his agenda through the calamities that fall upon the earth. And so how will God restore the world? God is going to restore the nations. Like never before, people are asking questions of their leadership. People are calling governments into accountability. People are calling their leaders into a police form accountability like never before. The role of citizens have never been stronger than now before. People are rising and going out and doing outreach and welfare programs for people all around them that are suffering. There's been so much hunger and suffering in the land. But also, there's been so much kindness like never before. Because people are starting to understand their role in the rebuilding of the nations. You see, because a nation is not, it's not a, a nation is a collection of people bound together by a cultural heritage and an identity. A nation is not some vague abstract thing that you can just say, oh, Nigeria is just a horrible place. Who is Nigeria? It is me and you. Wherever you live, whatever nation you are, 
that nation is the sum total of all the people that are in it. And so God is restoring the nations back again. God is calling for a new season of governance. God is calling for right leadership. For like never before, the leadership of all the nations are being tested, not just on the local stage, but on the global stage. That through this, true leadership will arise and lead the people back to the place of God. You know, I'm reminded of Nehemiah. You know, in Nehemiah, his heart was broken at the dissolution of the city and the destruction of the city. And in Nehemiah one five, I want to go to it so that we actually read it and see what it says clearly. I don't want my words to be careless. Nehemiah chapter one, he in verse five, he says, and and I said, I pray, Lord God of heaven, O great and awesome God, you who keep your covenant and mercy with those who love you and observe your commandments. Please let your ears be attentive and your eyes open that you may that you may hear the prayer of your servant, which I pray before you now, day and night, for the children of Israel, your servants, and confess the sins of the children of Israel, which we have sinned against you. Both my father's house and I have sinned. And so God is calling us to a place where we are crying out and interceding on behalf of our land and on behalf of our nations and saying that we have seen and we are crying for mercy upon our land. You know, the word of the Lord says that if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray, I will hear from heaven and I will heal their land. And so for the land to be healed in this season, the Lord is calling for us to rise and cry out in repentance on behalf of the land, that he might bring true restoration back to our nations through all of this. Oh, what a calamity if at the end of this, the world reverts back to business as usual, the world goes back to status quo. What a shame. What a wasted time. Yes, I know that economies are struggling. Yes, I know that there's loss of revenue. Yes, I know that people are suffering. And I know that there's hunger. And people don't know where their daily bread will come from. But maybe God is setting our priorities through this. Maybe God is calling us back to the things that are most important at a time like this. Maybe God is calling us back to focus on the things that truly matter. That truly matter like never before. And so, in this season, God is restoring his people back to him again. He's calling for a quietness in our spirit. He's calling for a heart that's connected back to him. He's calling for people that are hungry for him. He's calling for people who, through in the lockdown, they are truly locked down. They are locked down from the things of the world. They are locked down from the trappings of wealth. They are locked down from the trappings of status and accolades and all of the things that we have put our hopes in. Now, regardless of your social status, regardless of your wealth, regardless of who you are and what you do, all of us are in one place, one situation, one circumstance, united by the same calamity. And so God is calling these people back to a place of quiet solitude. That he might speak again because he's looking for vessels to speak through. He's looking for those who will say, Here I am, Lord, send me. He's looking for those who he will write the temperature of his instructions upon their hearts and give them the word for the nations. If the times come by, Joseph, you know, and, and, and the Lord sent a revelation, the king had a dream, and the Lord sent revelations to Joseph. And through that revelation, 
the, top, the city was able to prepare for the seven years of famine and seven years of abundance. Are we a people that are listening to what the Lord is saying in this time and season? Or have we killed our every waking moment with things that yet again have you replaced one distraction with another? Or are we truly in the secret place of the Almighty, abiding in the shadow of the Almighty, that we might hear from Him again like never before? See, the Lord never stops speaking. We stopped hearing because we surrounded ourselves with things that were no longer important and separated ourselves from the primary assignment. For each and every one of us, before we were born, we were predestined. He made us a prophet and called us unto the nations. And so there's a voice that is missing in the nations. And that is why we see the symptoms of a broken nation because of a broken people. So in this season, God is calling me and you listening to me back to a place of relationship with him. Back to the place of our primary assignment. And that's how he's going to fix the nations. It's a time for us to go back and introspect. It's a time for us to go back and ask for the meanings of the words that he's shown us. It's a time for us to go back to the prophetic and revelations and stop seeking revelations that are self-serving about our desires and our selfish needs. At a time like this, the Lord is restoring the body of Christ back to him again. You see, First Corinthians 12, verse 12. And if you listen, you can go to the scripture so that we are of one mind and see the things together. Because he never stops speaking. First Corinthians 12, verse 12. You know, he said, the Lord said, For us, the body is one and has many members, but all the members of that one body be many are one body, so also is Christ. For by one spirit we are all baptized into one body, whether Jews or Greeks, whether slave or free, and have all been made to drink into one spirit. For in fact, the body is not one member, but many. So if the foot should stay, because I'm not the hand, if the foot should stay, because I'm not the hand, I am not of the body. It is therefore not of the body. And if the ear says, because I am not an eye, I am not of the body, is it therefore not of the body? And if the whole body were an eye, where would be the hearing? If the whole were hearing, where would be the smelling? But now God has set the members, each one of them in the body, just as his please, as if they were all member, where all one member, where will the body be? And I think that what the Lord is saying, basically saying is that for so long, the body of Christ has remained united. I'm sorry, divided. For so long, each of us have run off in our own agenda, carried about the numbers and carried about our own gifts and the, the, the people that we are called to and not working together for one purpose. I feel like in this season of restoration, the Lord is dismantling all of those things that run the mission of the body of Christ. Every Sunday morning or every weekday, people are looking to anywhere that their spirit connects. And so as a body of Christ, the message should be consistent. One body in Christ, one spirit, one revelation, one assignment that will heal the brokenhearted, that preach the good news to the poor, will tell the blind that they can see, and tell the captives that they are free. 
one message, one assignment. I feel that in the spirit and in this season, the Lord is calling us back together again. Because the solution of the problem to the world is in the church. It's in the church that are, the church that are preached by the prophetic, the church that are preached by the religion. There is only so far that's rich It's in the church. It says the Lord said to Peter, you know, by by this the, the uh, by this revelation, I established the church and the gates of hell will not prevail. It's by revelation. And so the Lord is calling us back to a place where we, as one body, united in one spirit, we understand what he's saying and we are working in one accord to bring restoration back to the earth. You know, there's one, one thing, one thing that is most critical. It comes back to one thing, the sovereignty of God. That at a time like this, we see the frailty of humanity. We see the vulnerability of humanity and we see how limited we are in our understanding or in our abilities to fight on what we are dealing with. It is speak to people on the front lines of coronavirus and they will tell you we are battling an unseen enemy. But you know the one who is able to show us what to do? The only all-wise, only perfect, only present God who sees the beginning from the end and who wrote the entire script of time before time. He said at the beginning, the spirit of the Lord hovered over the waters. And just the king as we are in the lockdown, the spirit of the Lord is hovering over the earth, bringing restoration and bringing his sovereignty back. You know, see, a friend of mine said to me yesterday, he said to me, the problem with the world is that we misunderstood the free will that God gave us as liberty and took licentiousness. But God gave us that free will because he trusted us that we'll hand it back to him. And so that in this season, we must come back to the place where we are exchanging our own strength for his will. And that we are setting the boundaries between his will, our will, and his sovereignty. And that we must hand back the sovereignty to God. And so in this season, when I open my mouth to pray, all I can say is, Lord, there is no one like you. In the heavens and the earth, there is no one like you. I bow my head to this God to, to, to praise you. I worship you in the holies of holies. Who is like unto you, O God? Who set the foundations of the earth and told the sea you can only come this far? Who put the sun in the sky and who made sun for day and moon for night? Who created every living creature upon the face of the earth? and make man in his image and likeness. Jehovah, there is no one like you. I bow down and I worship you, for there is no one like you. I'm unable to utter anything more than those prayers. I cannot utter anything more than that, because I must restore the sovereignty of the Lord, and wear and exchange my own desires and my own will for anything. I come back to say, Lord, I'm sorry. Take all the glory that belongs to you. Take all the honor that belongs to you. He said, the world is awaiting the NS manifestations of the sons of God. And so the solution of the problems of the world will come from the church, will come from the people whose hearts are connected right back to the Father. And they will whisper instructions in the middle of the night and say, this is what to do. 
and this is how he will solve the problem. And so I'll be asking the Lord, show me, show me, show me. I want to see your face. Show me your face. Let me hear your voice. I never want to walk out of step again. A wise preacher once said that the fastest way to resort is in the prophetic. And so in this time and in this season, I'm calling for God to show us again what to do to find a solution to the world, to the problems of the world. Because you know what? At the end of the pandemic, it's not the end. There will be desert land. There will be recessions. There will be broken economies. All prices fallen. And even if that doesn't happen, it's been predicted that the world is going to go through several waves of global recession because of the policies and, and the things that we have done that degraded the earth. And so it doesn't end with this pandemic. It therefore becomes, it therefore becomes imperative that we must see God and hear God in this time like never before. So my final words today to anyone that is listening is that we'll seek him first, the kingdom and his righteousness. Everything else will be added unto us. Everything else will be added unto us. See, all the business plans that we wrote and all the visions that we wrote for this year and all our best laid plans and all our strategy is all gone. It's all gone. We don't know how long we're going to ride this storm. And so, does that not tell us that we need to go back to first principles? We need to go back to first base, to the place where the Lord is calling us back to Himself, restoring us back to Him, that will seek His kingdom and all His righteousness. Because you know, there's one thing that remains constant through this the kingdom of God. And God is still the King of the universe, He's still the maker of the heavens and the earth. His position did not shift because of this. And so, if you're listening to me this morning, and you don't know God, I ask you to find a friend who has spoken to you about God before and go back again and again and a second time. I ask you to search out the word of the Lord in scriptures, and he will illuminate himself to you at a time like this. I ask you to go to him in prayer and say, Lord, show me your face that I may walk with you, O God. And even for those of us who we're ready in the Lord, but we become very familiar with a God that we do not know. Just like me, I'm asking us to go back to the place of repentance and go back to the place where we are united and connected with Him. One body, one spirit, one assignment, exalted the name of the Lord and raised in a new standard that the earth might be restored back to Him again in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Thanks for listening to this message from the Hills Church. Our mission is to love people, connect with family, and touch the world. Learn more on our website at www.ecclesiahills.org or email us at hello at ecclesiahills.org.